Mitchinson, U.S. correspondent with us now. Hey, Dan. Hi, Heather. Wow, it's not looking good for Trump, is it? Boy, I'll say, uh, as, as we just heard in the World Wires, I, I mean, this this was a quickly scheduled hearing with uh, his former White House aide, Cassidy Hutchinson, and she warned about the potential of violence that the former president uh, was warned about. And as you heard, he was trying to he was trying to get the car going back to the Capitol. And I think what we're we're also hearing uh, today was that the weapons were being confiscated from some of the supporters who came to the rally before this. And she said before the speech, Trump ordered the metal detectors to be taken away, saying people at the rally weren't there to hurt him and even dropped the F-bomb, saying he didn't care if they had weapons. And and I think what this did really, Heather, more than anything, was give credence to the fact that he incited, as he has been accused of, and supported the insurrections while he was trying to get the election away from Joe Biden and get himself a second term in the White House. Do you think that the Republicans now regret not participating in this hearing so that they can cross-examine her? I don't know what to think. I would I would say yes. It was interesting on Fox News earlier today when uh, Brett Baer, I believe, was talking to a couple of their, their reporters there and said this is just damaging testimony. And all you heard was silence. Nobody could nobody knew what to say because obviously that network is a little bit pro pro Trump. Yeah. Why? So I, I think this is going to put a little bit of a nail in the in the coffin uh, of of uh, uh, the support that Trump had, and maybe a lot of people that are running for midterms or even in twenty twenty four might want to keep their distance from him now. I mean, this was really damaging stuff that came out today. I mean, you see, the reason I'm asking this is because they don't want to participate in this, but it just gives it just just gives people in this hearing a free for all, right? They they completely unchallenged just. Aren't answer all the questions and nobody ever casts any doubt on what they're saying. No, you know, you're, you're, you're right on that, too. But I mean, I think what what we're doing is the, the, the Democrats are going to I'm sorry, the Republicans are going to try to spin this away. And and, and we're going to yeah, be hearing probably. this, I'm sure, tomorrow on all the all the news shows, too. But I mean, the, we've talked about how he wanted to go to the Capitol in the past. And this t- testimony today, I think, proved or I guess kind of established that the people around him, his aides and everyone else sort of knew this. And now we're hearing this firsthand. Yeah. All right. So which are the worst run cities in the U.S.? Uh, well, I mean, this hasn't been the t- greatest time for anybody here, but uh, I mean, right now it looks like the best city in the U.S. is Nampa, Idaho, which is in the southern part of Idaho. At the bottom three, the worst run, New York, San Francisco and Washington, D.C. Uh, they all get low. No, no surprise, I guess, for D.C., but they all get low marks for the quality of city services and long term debt and high school graduation rates. And I think a lot of these things that just came out in this uh, this new survey by the website uh, Wallet Hub. I mean, people look at it because you're you're looking at places you want to move to, but businesses look at this kind of stuff, which is why so many people in California, so many companies are leaving here for places like Austin, Texas. We're getting tech companies and manufacturers that are leaving because of the quality of services and the taxes and the lack of efficiency in the government. And it's just not a business-friendly uh, environment, and, and this study is sort of you know backing that up. No, that's terrible to hear for you guys. Um, I I don't yeah. understand why of all the people Woody Allen would want to speak to. It's it's Alec Alec Baldwin for an interview. What's prompted this? Well, they've known each other for years. They've worked. Uh, I think Baldwin has worked on three movies with Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why we needed this interview. To tell you the truth, I mean, he's got a book. I think that he's out uh, trying to pitch right now, and he doesn't give a lot of interviews. And he didn't talk about the sexual abuse allegations against him that's been following him for decades. And, and uh, I mean, Alan's been under scrutiny for that, for allegedly molesting his his adopted daughter. I mean, he's pushing 90. This was held on Instagram Live today. Mm. And I, I don't think a lot of people were interested. There were only about 3,000 people that yeah. tuned in. 
and there were glitches, and you've got two people who know each other very well, and they're under this umbrella of controversy, like Alan is and Baldwin is for the shooting death on the set of one of his movies, and you're not going to get the kind of answers to the questions that you want. Or in this case, you didn't even get the questions that you wanted asked of, of Woody Allen. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that about 2,600 people viewed it, which really is very, very small. Um, and then apparently at one point, um, Alec Baldwin just shouts at somebody off camera in, in Spanish. Do we know what was going on there? <laughs> Yeah, they were having a lot of glitches and audio was dropping out and it wasn't the best produced uh, event as things tend to happen on social media like like this too. I mean, I again, I don't know why you would want to hold something like this that was going to get this much attention around the world on Instagram Live, but he was yelling at them because they were having some technical issues. <laughs> Dan, thank you very much. Dan Mitchinson, US correspondent. Obviously, Alec